audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Happy New Year and welcome to the first American RVer show of 2016. We enlisted help from a friend of ours who is a well-known author with many books on the subject of RVing. Ron Jones talks with Peggy about his new ebook, Buying an RV, How and What to Look for and Why. This is a great primer for the novice RVer. Peggy also talks with Ron about his other books focusing on Alaska due to come out soon. There's a lot of information in this show, so enjoy. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Peggy Gritch. Joining me today is Ron Jones, and you've met him before on American RVer. And he has another book out, which we're going to talk about today. And then we'll talk about some of the other books that he has available for you as well. Thanks for joining me today, Ron. Thanks, Peggy. I appreciate that. Yeah, so your new book is How to Buy an RV. Well, that's close. It's uh, it's about buying an RV or about what to, to look for and, and why to look for certain things when you buy an RV or when you're looking at an RV okay. and ready to buy. Well, uh, the premise was that that people, you know, people walk out and spend 15,000 or 150,000 or 500,000 for one of these one of these RVs and they're they really don't know what they're kind of what they're getting into. So is this to help them do some pre-planning so they can figure out the right type of RV that they should be looking at? Yeah, it's a way to it's a way to look at the RV to see if it fits their particular lifestyle uh, and fits them uh, personally. What I mean by that is, uh, and I, I ask a I ask a series of questions in the book and also provide some some answers also you know for them mm -hmm. to while they're looking at the RV uh, what they should be looking at and for. Uh, for example, uh, there's, a, there's a story uh, going around the industry that one RV executive uh, took an RV out for the first time in his life, but uh, also they, since they had cereal for breakfast every morning, discovered he couldn't store the cereal boxes in the overhead cabinets in the kitchen. And he was an RV designer. <laughs> Well, he, he was <laughs> yes. high enough that he was over the designers. <laughs> okay. So it's things like that. Does it fit you and your particular lifestyle? Right. You know, uh, do uh, uh, how do you how do you handle your clothing? Or do you, are you are you one that likes to hang all your clothing, or are you one that wants to fold it and put it in drawers? You know, in sure. one case, uh, your your closets are important, and in the other instance, uh, your the drawers are important, and what to look for in in kitchens and cooking styles that now there's propane there's electric uh, inserts right. and there's induction cookers right and all three uh, sometimes you have a choice sometimes you don't but if you and, end up and do you need an oven or is a convection microwave enough for you you have to decide that certainly or and especially if you've never cooked with a connect convection oven mm -hmm. you know what do you do uh, if you've never cooked with induction and that's your only choice right. uh, you, 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 can you live with that is what can you, you have live to ask yourself and and do you know you have to go out and probably get different pots 
and pans to cook with. Right. So it's a number of these kinds of issues and things that people need to look for to see if the RV that they that they like fits what they want to do with it. Yeah, I suppose they would also have to look at how many people are in their family and are going to be going with them. You know, do they have to have a fold-out sofa or do they have to have bunk beds? Or, you know, how many people are going to be sleeping in that RV with them? Is it just going to be two people or will it be a family with young children? Yeah, this all this all came about over the years of, of, of doing seminars and being a vendor at, at, at various RV shows and rallies and just talking with thousands of RVers, once they find out you've got some experience, common question is, hey, well, you know, do the first question is, is always, should I, should I buy a motorhome or should I buy a, a towable, a fifth wheel right. or a travel trailer? Yes. And there's a, there's a real easy answer, but they don't know the answer because they don't have the experience. The easy answer is, if, if, if you're the type that wants to truly travel, meander, few days here, a week there, couple of weeks there, two days here, uh, all over North America, why, you, you need something you can drive. Right. And if you're the classic snowbird and just want to drive it, go park it for months at a time, you can't beat a towable. The storage is great. They're easy to deal with. They're just not as easy as a motorhome, for example, to get ready to go and also then get ready to stop. Yeah, when you're setting up in a campground. So you need, right. and if you don't have the RVing experience, there's no way you can know a lot of this information. And I think that's why most people who are new to RVing end up with three or four different RVs before they find the right one for them. You know, they'll start out with something which they think is right. Maybe that's a tow behind or maybe that is a small motorhome. And then the next thing you know, after they've been in it for a while, they say, oh, well, that's not really what I had in mind. Oh, exactly, exactly. And, and uh, or they find out it just, you know, just inside, they're just uncomfortable. You, right. you can put up with anything. You can put up with a bad chair or a, a bed that's too hard or whatever for a few days, mm -hmm. but you can't do it for a few months. I mean, it'll, right. it just drives you crazy. Right. So we, part of the part of the content of the book is how to look for what fits you and, and again, your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, they, another classic example is the, is the beds. There's all kinds of sizes of beds, as we know, you know, just like houses. Right. And, and, and sometimes those, the marketing terms on the sizes don't really mean anything. You know, what's a California king? And uh, who knows? Right. Uh, it's different based on the manufacturer. But it boils down to when you get into bed, if you're a tall person, do your feet hang off the end of the bed? Right. So That's check not, it out when you're checking check out, out the RV. Absolutely. Absolutely. Set now, it on all those chairs. Of, uh, many uh, motorhomes are coming with the sleep number beds or the beds that will rise up. You know, they'll slide in and go up in order to put your slides in. So that's a whole other thing to think about with bedding. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, there, you can get all those options and in, in, I shouldn't say you can get all of them. You can get a number of those options in a number of different motorhomes, especially new ones now. Mm -hmm. they, they'll, they'll try to offer various options, but some options, 
uh, you can't get that that are that are that are useful that are usable. Uh, for example, uh, most of the manufacturers now are uh, are making full wall slides. Yes. Full wall slides look good. They open up a coach. There's a number of advantages to them, with one exception. When you pull into that place, that something is in the way, and you can't put that slide out. And I'm not talking about Walmart or or some you know off the wall place like that. We've been in we've been in hundred a hundred campgrounds that had a cactus or a boulder or a tree right. or a concrete picnic table, and you couldn't put this slide or that slide out. Yeah, and sometimes with two slides on a side, you can get in between something. Exactly. And still be able to put those slides out, or at least get one of your slides out. Exactly. Yeah, that full wall slide, you're right, that would then limit your space. Yeah, sure it does. And a number of manufacturers mm. don't don't make a coach without the full wall slide. Hmm. And uh, it seems to me it's limiting. What, what matter, I thought this was interesting, what the, what the manufacturers told us and we've done now six tours of manufacture of RV manufacturers. Mm -hmm. um, what the manufacturers tell us is that they don't build any coaches that the dealers don't want. That the dealers the dealers tell them what to build. Oh. And we talk to the dealers, and the dealers tell us they don't order any coaches that the customer doesn't want. That so they, their, their premise is that the customer is talking to the dealer and saying, this is what I want in a coach. The dealer is then passing that information on to the manufacturer. Right. And that's what the manufacturer is building. Uh, right. And, uh, hmm. and I, don't, I don't think that's just totally accurate because a large, large number of customers, first of all, don't know what they want based on inexperience. Right. And second of all, don't know what's available. Right. So you know, then. then so then, you're wondering yeah. where that's coming from. Yeah. Somebody, right. somebody somewhere is 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 missing out yeah. on something. I know one of the things that we looked at closely when we purchased our motorhome was the bathroom area. You know, and I think you probably cover that in your book too. Is that shower big enough for you? If you're a tall person, do you have enough headroom, or is it big enough around? You know, is well, yeah, things like that. Exactly, I tell them in the book. Uh, step into this, you know. Take your. You're looking at the RV. Take your shoes off and step into the shower. Mm -hmm. Close the door, and uh, you know you, you don't want you don't want to hit the wall with your elbows, and you don't want to hit the ball the, the wall with your rear end either. You know, right. in, in the, <laughs> and uh, just just take a look. Tall. Uh, they they put these skylights above the showers almost. In all RVs anymore, it seems like so that that compensates for that oh. anybody that's that's really tall, right? And so they have the foot room, but uh, or they have the headroom. They uh, the book is laid out by room. It, it's laid out from from the entry door. You know, people would people would question why is an entry door important? We only have one in the RV. You, you have to use it. It has to work. It has to be easy. You got so many steps up. Do they work? Are they comfortable? Mm -hmm. You know, you get a narrow set of steps, you'll trip. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a number of factors that that fall into play. So it, you talk about individual rooms. So the entry door, your living area, your kitchen, your bathroom, your bedroom. Do you talk at all about exterior? 
and storage and yeah, engine size the, and that kind of thing? Uh, the underneath storage, absolutely talk about it. Talk about various trays and how to store and advantages of this or that option, but not nothing about engine size or or the chassis okay. or the mechanics of it. This okay. is a this is a how to live in this thing. This is a thing. livability issue. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. And driving it is something else uh, entirely, and I, I decided not to approach that. Okay. So, and the same way with you know uh, types of electronics. I don't talk about this TV as opposed to that TV. Okay. It's just the fact that it has a TV in it. You right. know, if you've got the the famous uh, the famous TV that comes up out from behind the couch, that's fine, except that you have to sit uh, nine feet away to watch it on the other side of the coach. Right. <laughs> There's right. no place else you can sit to watch it. Right. So there's limitations that people don't think about and are and are kind of quite often overwhelmed by the marketing approach. Mm -hmm. And that's You're right. and it so costs them money. Yeah, and they really have to think, like you said, about how they're gonna be using it. Because like you said, if somebody is gonna be going south for the winter and being a snowbird you know, a fifth wheel or a travel trailer might work best for them because livability, you don't have your driver right. and passenger seat in that vehicle. Yeah, now no you've comfort. got more living space. <clears throat> exactly. And they're, they tend to be laid out a little bit more like a house versus, yeah. you know, the motorhome, which is, you know, restricted by driving down the road right. in it. Oh, yeah, for just, uh, like I said earlier, just if you're going to take it and park it for a month or two or six months, you can't beat that towable. You can't beat that mm -hmm. fifth wheel because you've got the space, mm -hmm. uh, the room, the, the the layout. You've got all that, uh, and you know I'm sure the fifth wheel owners of the world would would argue with this, but but it it just takes more effort to pack those up and get them going, and park them, and mm -hmm. set them than it does a motorhome. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of the little known things in the motorhome world is that you can actually drive up in a motorhome, stop, be fully livable for several days and never have to step outside. Now, I'm not talking about being hooked up to utilities, right. but you're fully livable. You can, you can cook, you can take a shower, you can uh, do everything you, you need to do and, uh, and never have to step outside. You can't do that as doable. What is the most important tip for a first-time RVer going to look at an RV? What's the most important thing they should think about? Well, I don't know what the most important thing is, and, and I struggled with that when I was writing the book. Uh, probably my best advice is, rather than the most important thing, my best advice is, is to look at all you can look at. Uh, don't just look at one or two. Don't just look at one or two. And, it, and, and that's a difficult thing to do because it's not like your car dealer. You can go down to a big car dealer. You can see every model, every color, every option, everything right there. Right. And you can't do that in an RV. Yes. You have to travel. Uh, I know a number of people, it's just not unusual. You're gonna, again, if you're gonna spend $150,000, it's not unreasonable to go over 
the, the next stage or the next two stages right. to look at something right. that you may have found over there. Right. Okay, well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that, and then we'll talk about some of the other books that you have uh, okay. published. All right, okay? very good. We'll be right back with more on American Art Here. Peggy and Ron will return with more RVing advice. Want to replace your halogen or fluorescent lights with cool, energy-efficient LEDs? Then check out www.ledrvlighting.com. They specialize in interior LED RV lighting. With low prices, a good selection, and fast delivery, you can't beat them. You can even get LED tubes that directly replace your fluorescent lights, quick and easy. Go to www.ledrvlighting.com, your best source for RV LED lights. Thanks for staying with us. Ron, we've been talking about this book and how to buy an RV, how to shop for it, how to look for it, and figure out what makes most sense for an individual. Um, how would somebody get a hold of this book? Is it a physical book that you can send them, they have to make an order, or is it an <laughs> e-book that they would just download? What What's you're doing? What are you doing well, with Well, the book's available on my website, which is uh, aboutrving.com. Uh, very easy to just go to the bookstore there, uh, the the bookstore on the website, mm -hmm. and it's an ebook only. It's not a printed book. Oh well, good. Most people have a Kindle reader or something that they're going to read a book anyway. Yeah, this is a PDF. They actually download a PDF file, right? And uh, so they can read it on anything, sure, any computer, any any iPad uh, type type device, Fantastic. phone. Okay. Uh, it's about. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's about 80 pages, I think. Okay. Of information there. And so really, uh, if they have it on their phone, they can use it as a reference when they're going to the RV dealership. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's part of the way it's laid out. It's laid out with, with uh, an explanation of if you, if, you, if you walk into the bedroom, uh, here's why you're looking. But then that's followed by a series of bullets. Take a look at this, at this, at this. Right. And so actually, actually they can go through sort of step by step. Right. Uh, they don't have to, but it's just a convenient way to approach it That's so great. they don't miss anything. Well, I know you've written a lot of books, so tell me about some of the other ones that you have available for our viewers. Well, two I've got coming out uh, uh, in the next oh, month or so, uh, will be they will be out and be available. Uh, I've had one of, the, one of our, well, really one of our most successful books has been the RVing to Alaska. Oh, sure. And um, we get just giant turnout at the seminars for that. And it's been a good seller. We've been that, we've now been to Alaska three different trips in our RV, mm -hmm. three full summers. I mean, think about that, it's nine months in Alaska. Yes, <laughs> in total time. wow. Um, what I did the first trip up, I drove up and back and wrote a book about that trip and, and how others can do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And then the second trip, we took a ferry one direction and put our RV on the ferry and then, and then took it off at various stops. So we'd stop at a port, unload the, 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 the car and the RV, stay at the port or some campground or whatever for a few days and load back on the ferry and on back down. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third trip, which was just this past summer, we then took the ferry the other direction. 
and, okay. and stopped at two other ports. Again, unloaded the RV, stayed a few days, uh, just wanted to see the place and back on until we got up there and then and then ultimately drove back from Alaska okay. on this third trip. Sure. So as a result of, of all that, uh, I took the second edition of the book written after the second trip and broke it into two books, both e-books, both available from aboutrving.com. And one of those is for the person who wants to make the trip to Alaska on their own, but drive up and back. I talk about the routes and the, the you know, this, that, and the other. It's a how to do it book. It's mm -hmm. not a travelogue. Right. And then the, the companion book to that is RVing to Alaska by ferry. That's for the person who either has an interest in learning something about the ferry, that making the trip that way, or actually wants to make the trip one direction or the other mm -hmm. on the ferry. It's how to do it, various ports. Uh, again, right. uh, the, the nitty gritty of pulling this off. Right, because it really is a mystery unless you have to do all that research yourself. So this will help someone who wants to do that. Yeah, a lot of RVers put, put their, will put their RV on a ferry someplace, but putting it on a ferry toward Alaska, uh, you know, one, only one little leg of the trip, you may be on there 15, 20 hours. Oh. So this is a major trip right. uh, on a ferry, um, but it's equally easy to, to, to take it off and stay at, at the various ports and places that are not accessible. You can't drive to them, you know, oh. the, the little known, the little known uh, uh, piece of trivia is that Juneau, Alaska is the only state capital you can't drive to. You can get there by plane or boat, but that's it. And so if you want to see Juneau you, and, and stay somewhere. in your RV, yeah. you're going to go there by ferry. Right. So that's the two books that's coming out. And of course, okay. we've, we've had our, uh, We've got our other books that have been out for a while. They're constantly updated. I generally update a book every two years. Okay. But and they're all available on about RVing. They're all oh. available there. Some I'm still I still have three printed books. I mean books in print that I right. can sell a physical book. Mm -hmm. But uh, but the rest of them are all e-books. Well, I think the great thing about the books that you write, Ron, is that. They're all based on the experiences that you're ha you've had. It's not like you're doing research online or talking to friends. Right. It's like personal experience. So yeah. you can get a lot from that because you've been there, you've done it. Well, yeah, and then, and then as a, what makes it different than, let's say, a, let's say a blog uh, is that any facts or data and all that verify it through some other source. Sure. So that's it, good. That keeps it keeps it cleaner, nicer, better, right. you know, more accurate. Right. And, and and I think it helps in the long run. Now you talked about seminars. Where do you do seminars? Where can somebody find you? We do seminars <laughs> any place anybody'll have us. <laughs> uh, um, we we've done the Atlanta R V show. We've done seminars there. Oh, for about 11 years now, 11 or 12 years. And that's and coming up in February? That's coming up January? actually the last weekend in January. Okay. Every year. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a good RV show, a growing RV show. 
They get about 16,000 people in there in three days. Ooh. And uh, some coaches, some things for, for sale. And of course, our seminars run uh, all day, every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've been doing seminars recently for the past year or so for uh, RV resorts. Uh, they'll bring us in for to do two or three different seminars on our activity calendar. You know, they want something. They want something different. So that uh, just depends on where you're at in that part of the country. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And coming up in the next month or so, where are you going to be? You're going to be at uh, the Atlanta show. Uh, you're going to go to the Monacoers show, Monaco show. Yeah, that gather. Well, the gather. What there's they call a group called Monacoers, and it's Monaco Owners Group, and it's on. A, it's a Yahoo um, forum, if you will, and they're going to yeah. have a little rally in Florida. Yeah, Hopefully, they, we'll be at that too. That'll be great. And then uh, you do the FMCA shows. Do the Family FMCA. Motor Coach Association. Uh, it'll be uh, very different this year in that we'll do seminars. I actually do four seminars for FMCA and Perry in March. Uh, oh, nice. The, the big, uh, the big uh, rally. Right. Uh, but we will not be a vendor there. Okay. And uh, so, if someone wants to see you, sign up for your seminar. Yeah, they, they want to see it. Yeah. They, they got to be at the seminar. Okay. But there'll be one each day. Good. Well, it yeah. sounds like you have a full plate. If you're not doing seminars, you're out traveling, getting, doing more research for your next book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, they, uh, yeah, we just, because we just meander around North America, U.S. and Canada. Right. And uh, have Fantastic. for a number of years. And we're, we're entering our 14th year here. As a full-timer. As a full-timer yeah, doing this. Yeah, that's great. So. Good. Well, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to meet with us at American RVer. And we will see you down there. Glad to do it. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for joining us on this edition of American RVer. We'll see you next month.